Welcome to the South Mims podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about something you do quite often, and usually without thinking. It's become automatic in the digital age. What am I talking about? Clicking I agree or I accept when you download something from the internet or sign up for a service online. You do it every time you're asked about cookies or data privacy. I accept, I agree, I accept the cookies. You don't even think about it. You just click because you want to get into that website or get that download or sign for that service now. But what are you really doing? What are the dangers? To talk about it from a legal standpoint, we've got our favourite lawyer in today, Terence Prohl, and he's got some interesting views about the subject. Hello. It's nice to be here again, Carl. Um, can you just sign this envelope, please? Oh, what? Oh, what? Sorry? I, I, I don't understand. Just sign the, the front of the envelope. Here's a pen. It's an agreement and some terms and conditions. Just your name and the date, please. Yeah, but, but what is it? Don't worry, it's all above board. Just just sign it. It's the usual T's and C's. Well, well, I'd like to read what's inside first. I mean, I can't sign something without reading it. Well, why not? Well, I think that's obvious. I mean, there could be anything in there. It's a simple agreement that you will do what's detailed in this envelope and you will be liable to all the clauses pertaining to that agreement in perpetuity. Nothing unusual. I mean, all right, but who would just sign an envelope? I mean, it, and it's quite a thick envelope. I mean, who would sign that without even opening it? It's ridiculous. Is it something to do with your fee for appearing in this podcast? There's a fee. Uh, oh, no, 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 there isn't. There isn't. It, it's part of your teaching contract with the university. You said there was a fee. No, no, there's no fee. Well, I don't think there is. Uh, look, look. Anyway, I'm not signing something I haven't even seen or, or, or even had explained to me. I explained it. It's the terms and conditions for a service that you want from me. Well, I need to read it. OK, it's up to you. You don't know what you're missing. Well, at least summarise the agreement. Nope. Well, that's unreasonable. I mean, it's unfair. Aha! But you sign envelopes like these every day. Think how many times you've clicked I accept or I agree on a terms and conditions box online and blithely got on to use that service or software without even thinking what you've signed up to. I see you were making a point. Oh my, my, you are quick, Carl. <laughs> OK, OK, well, you don't have to be uh, superior. Oh, I, I do, Carl, I do. You see, what you've just proved is a paradox highlighted by law professor Randy E. Barnett. He's the Carmack Waterhouse Professor of Legal Theory at Georgetown University, where he teaches constitutional law, contracts, and, of course, legal theory. Oh, I see. Right. And he, rather cleverly, I think, likened accepting online contracts to signing the front of an envelope, which you're told contains some complex clauses in a binding contract and given to you by a total stranger. Right. So when you put it that way, it doesn't make sense to click and accept without reading what you're, well... Accepting. Binding yourself to. Binding yourself to, sure. Another legal expert in this field, Margaret Jane Rudden, wrote a book called Boilerplate, in which she showed that we're inured to the fine print, the small print, the endless clauses and subclauses in T's and C's that often run to tens of pages, even hundreds of pages, and we don't even think about them. But who has the time to read them? No one. That's the point. When it's an agreement to take out a loan, we read the contract, or at least get someone who understands those contracts to read them. Well, like you. Well, like me, for a fee. But, but you're not suggesting we should have a lawyer sitting with us day and night every time we search the web and uh, for something we need? No, no, no. 
Though for a fee I'd do it. Or maybe I wouldn't. I'd employ a young intern to do it and then charge a considerable fee with a huge mark. Oh, I bet you would. You don't become a lawyer to do good, Carl. You become a lawyer to charge exorbitant fees for sounding clever and knowing big words. Well, I see. Right, OK. That's Law 101 here at South Mims U. Well, no wonder your course is so popular. And lucrative. OK, so, so we don't want to read the contracts or the T's and C's. I get that. Firstly, they're long. Deliberately long. When you sign up for iTunes, you get a dialogue box which had a few clauses of what looks like another language. And there's a slider which suggests that if you want to read hundreds of clauses written in dense legalese, you can go right ahead and read it at your leisure with a fine malt whiskey by your side. But do you do it? Well, I don't drink. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. But do you read the clauses? No, I don't. No one does. There's a good story. So good, I wonder if it's apocryphal. A company created their T's and C's and inserted a clause towards the end. 14 pages in or something, that said, if anyone reads this clause, they can cl call the company and claim $2,000 just for reading the clause. <laughs> That's funny. Did anyone claim the money? I think two did, out of thousands. Oh, I bet they were lawyers. <laughs> you see, it underlines my point. No one reads the contract. And that's because the whole thing is designed so you don't read it. The I agree box is right there, right there where your cursor is hovering. You want that iTunes download or that software or that nice little app or game or whatever it is you're drooling over like a lab rat in a Skinner box. Skinner box? Behaviourism. You know, get a shock, get some food, hear a bell, salivate, dogs, rats, psychopathic psychologists. Well, we behave like lab rats. My dear boy, your whole life takes place in a hamster wheel. Click and browse, click and swipe, click and post. And all the way you're accruing contract after contract to which you're bound for life. For life! Well, that sounds really scary. You are the master of understatement. OK, so what is your point? My point? Surely you've got the point. You are being conditioned to automatically agree to whatever huge corporations put into their minutely written contracts without even thinking. OK, so what if I do read the T's and C's? You won't. Well, maybe I will. Here. Here's a typical one. Well, that looks huge. Here, let me throw it onto the table so the listeners can get a good idea of its heft. That's some heft. Heft is the point. My firm charges by the pound. By the pound? Uh, the kilo for European clients. Well, I don't understand. You poor lost lamb. We write contracts for digital firms and we put in as many clauses and sub-clauses as we can so they run for many pages. Here's one we wrote for a small startup in South Mims, Carlson Graphics. You might have heard of them. Oh, I have. S Scooter Carlson and I went to school together. Well, feel the heft of this. You charged by the weight for that. Three pounds of clauses. I won't tell you the fee, but it was substantial. <laughs> it looks pretty dense. Oh, it's dense, all right. I have some of the best T's and C's writers in the business. They can tie you up in obligations in an instant and render you unable to sue for damages even if your entire family were incinerated in a fire which was entirely the fault of my clients. But that doesn't sound fair. Fair? Fair? Who said anything about it being fair? That's the point of the law, surely? The point of the law is to protect the man or business with the most money. Come on, Carl, grow up. Oh, OK, OK, let's stick to the subject. There's, there's a very interesting book called Reengineering Humanity by Brett Fishman and Evan Selinger, in which they detail how we're being programmed to just accept anything and everything the tech giants ask us to do and then pay for the privilege without asking for any redress for what they do with our data. 
But there are laws. I mean, Europe passed that GDPR thingy a while back. <laughs> the GDPR thing. Do you even know what it is? Well, it means we have rights. Oh, do you? We do. Sure, there are some cosmetic rights. The right to be forgotten is one that usually gets trotted out. Bunkum! You can just sign those rights away in a heartbeat, and you often do. So, I mean, don't we even have the right to go to court to challenge unfair terms? Many online contracts take away that right. Well, let me rephrase that. The contract demands that you waive that right, the right of redress. And you click, I agree, and poof, it's gone. But I didn't know what I'd done. Because... Oh, um... Because you didn't read the contract. You couldn't be bothered. But how, how could I have time to do it? But your rights as a human being are being diminished. Or, or, or even the training to understand the clauses. And you are a slave. A data slave. By choice. By, by your own hand. You've agreed to your own digital bondage. Well, that sounds horrible. Oh, it's going to get worse, Carl. Much worse. Even if I read the whole three pounds worth... 1.360718 kilograms. Uh, or, OK. Uh, sure, even if I read 1.3 kilos of clauses, what would my options be? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go to Apple and say, uh, oh, excuse me, Apple, I'd be happy to sign this, but uh, I'd like to change clause 456, subsection A. I mean, I couldn't actually do that, could I? In theory, you could. In theory? In practice, they'd send you off with a flea in your ear. Not literally. Well, maybe literally. That might be quite an interesting service we could provide. Fleas in the ears of litigants. Well, I'll make a note of that. I'm getting lost here. I'm sorry. Uh, simply, dear Carl, no. You can't really ask a huge corporate to renegotiate their agreement with you as an individual. And even if they did, they would not modify for you because that would set a precedent. And then if everyone did it, the legal fees would be astronomical. And Hold on. That's actually a good idea. Well, what is? We, we agitate to pass a law which states that every online contract must be individualised and overseen by a personal lawyer. We'd be rich. Or at least I would. Well, as you said before, Terence, it's not practical. No, you're right, but we can dream. Well, that's been very, very interesting, Terence, and... Uh... Hold on, we, we haven't finished. Oh, haven't we? I mentioned Carlson Graphics. Yes, Scooter's company. It's good software. We use it for our alumni magazine. Now... You bought it as an individual. I did. I, I got reimbursed, though. And you accepted the terms and conditions? Well, well, I must have done. Don't you remember? No, but that's your point, isn't it? It's just automatic. I agree, I accept, click, click. <laughs> I'm just establishing that you did click the box. Well, I must have. This, this sounds like a cross-examination. Oh, no, no, no. That's just my default setting. Assuming you're guilty as charged. Have I been charged with anything? No. But you did agree to Scooter Carlson's T's and C's. Well, I did. And the software's good. I, I don't think I'm using it in ways that the contract forbids. Am no, I? No, 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 no. All is well on that front. Only there's a little problem. A problem? One of my interns, a precocious American woman who switched from studying medieval history to law. Oh, I, I remember her. Trudy, Trudy something. No, that's it. Trudy something. A strange Swedish name, I think. Everyone called her Trudy something. Oh, well, I didn't realise that. Anyway, she was a mischievous one, that Trudy something. Yes? She wrote 436 of the clauses in Carlson Graphics T's and C's. Yes? One of which was the Duarte Senua clause. The what? It was a joke, you understand. Uh, what is um, the Drought de Signor 
clause. Is that some legal concept? Use primae noctis. And that's Latin, right? The right of the first knight. Knights? Medieval knights? In armour? Not armour, but amor, or as the Italians would say, amore. You've lost me completely, Terence. In the Middle Ages, the Lord had the right, if he so desired, to sleep with the bride of one of his serfs on the wedding night, to, as it were, deflower the maiden in place of the new husband. Oh, right, okay. Uh, It's mostly a myth, but it did exist, though many historians argue it was not practised. In reality, it was a, a symbol of feudal power. Okay. Now... Our Trudy, being a medieval specialist, and having had a few too many drinks with Scooter Carlson one evening, when the said Scooter wondered if the uh, Droit de Seigneur actually existed, and, if it had, what it must have been like to be a feudal lord with that kind of access to uh, the cream of the local crop of maidens... Right, right, well, that's very Scooter. And he joked that he would love to bring back that right, and she thought it would be quite funny to actually include the clause, just to make fun of Scooter's arrogance... (laughs) <laughs> Scooter does think of himself as a bit of a ladies' man. He's actually a bit of a creep. But it must be said, a creep who pays his legal bills. Well, right, OK, sure. Anyway, so Trudy gets back to work and she writes in a clause. Clause 57B, which gives Scooter the right, as CEO, to sleep with the newly wedded wife of any male purchaser of Carlson Graphic Software. The Big Balls Edition 5 2.0, I seem to remember, if that purchaser lived within the legally defined boundaries of South Mims. What? That's ridiculous. Yes, it is ridiculous, but it was legally inserted into the contract, unbeknownst to me, and passed through all the legal processes to become a binding contract. But, I, I mean, it's, it's like totally sexist. I mean, it's just... An, it's inhuman. I mean, it's, it's laughable. All those things can be codified in law until they're overturned in a court of law. What are you saying? You signed that contract. Well, I I clicked. I mean, I clicked. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you clicked, I agree. And then, Carl, you got engaged. And you're set to be married on... What day is the wedding, Carl? Saturday. So, my client wants his rights. You can't be serious. I'm a lawyer. I'm always serious. Now, I understand your bride is to be Virginia Lewis, is that right? Yes, but... um, And uh, Scooter has had a crush on her since your school days. Well, he did try to go out with her in sixth form. Uh, Carl, he wants his legal rights. No, no, I I mean... (laughs) No, no, this is a joke, right? You asked me that question already, Carl. Well, I mean, (laughs) Virginia would would never consent. (laughs) Wait a minute, oh, I see. (laughs) That's the flaw... Yeah, she has to consent, of course. She must consent. You signed the contract. Once she becomes your legal wife, she must do as you tell her. It is her obligation or... Or? You pay £50,000 to Scooter Carlson. Oh, my God. Well, what is Ginny going to say? I mean, I mean, she'll call me. Look, look, look. Terence, get me out of this, all right? I, I, I promise to read every online contract in detail. I, I, from now on... I promise. Relax, Carl. In fact, I expunged the clause from the edition you signed up to. Trudy went back to America, 
and I told Scooter he didn't have a hope in hell of implementing the clause. Oh, oh my God. I, I, do you know what? I really believed you there for a moment. I mean, it, it, it's so ridiculous. I mean, so um, amazingly ridiculous. It's so incredible that it could have been true. It proves my point. You know what? I just, I don't want to be a data slave or any kind of slave. Be careful what you click and what you agree to. I will. I promise. Now, I think I need to go. We're rewriting the health and safety T's and C's for a new execution drug, which prisoners on death row in the States must sign. <laughs> Great fun. Well, thank you, Terence Prohl. And, well, I'm exhausted and chastened. It's time, dear listeners, to think long and hard about your digital life and the rights you have or don't have. Until next time, goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.